The real estate world is changing. Opportunity is everywhere. It has never been so easy to connect, share, and bring people together. We're learning from others and finding the very best in ourselves. Challenging our beliefs, overcoming our fears, transforming ourselves so we can transform our business. This is Investor Creator. Welcome to Tuesday Morning Coffee. My name's Tony Woodall, and I have with me Big Polly. Thank you for Also known me. as? Paul Dillon. Paul Dillon. And uh, you guys, he's been on here before. You've been on here with Brad, haven't you? No. Every time I've been on here was in Replace a Brad with you. That's true. We may have a little something going on that we could start a little show on the side. And, you know, lots of people did it. Yeah. They were in some big show. It was a hit. And then they spun off and did their own thing. What would, you, what would we call it? Though? I don't know. Um, whatever. All the spinoffs, though, lasted. They got one season and they were out. They were, yeah. There's a reason <laughs> so for it. We might all stay where we are. We've got a pretty good deal right now. Maybe we'll get our pay doubled next year, you know, for being on this show, being co-stars to Andy Griffith, that's what I call brand. Well, those royalty checks must be pretty the good. Royalty for you. checks. When they get here. <laughs> when You're they checking the mailbox here, every day. <laughs> I'm checking the mailbox every day. Every day. I mean, I'm pumped to have Paul on here today. And I know some of us we, we refer to him sometimes as Big Polly, but that's not actually his name. His father did not say, Look, I shall name him Big Polly. His name is Paul. And so when he's not got his cape on and rescuing somebody <laughs> and doing all that stuff and private investigating, we just say, hey, Paul, how you doing? What do you want for lunch? So today we're going to be talking about a journey he's, you've just started. Yes. But it affects everybody in the investor creator family. So I want you to really, really hone in for a little bit because we're going to be talking about buying this morning. We're going to be talking about what it's like to capture equity. You guys know the our basic foundations of we don't chase houses, we don't buy houses, we buy equity. So you can almost close your eyes to what the house is at times if the numbers work. Mm -hmm. Sometimes once we figure the numbers work, then we do have to open our eyes to see if the numbers will match what we're seeing on the ground. You know, you have to see what kind of shape it's in and all that good stuff, even sometimes what part of town it's in, what's sold around it. But the primary thing we're looking for the foundational thing we're looking for is motivation of that seller. And what do those numbers look like? Mm -hmm. It's the whole purpose of that triage call. You know, it's like the triage nurse at an emergency room. That's the first people that a patient sees. And that triage nurse is trying to find out what the numbers are, BP, heart rate, all that kind of stuff, you know. So when the doc shows up, boom, here's the numbers on this patient. So, and you have recently started doing this, haven't you? I have. Tell us about okay. that. What happened? What brought that on? So, <laughs> sure. So I've been around it now for how many years? Well, let's see. I've been around it 84. So I think you've been around it 72 years. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. And so I've seen it. I've I've seen bits and pieces of it. I've, uh -huh. I've come in to help clean up aftermath of certain stuff, but I never jumped. Mainly me. <laughs> I never jumped into it. I was never talking to sellers. I was... None of that. And then uh, we went to IC in Florida. Mm. 
And well, which one? Our last three. Our, 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 yeah, our last one. Okay. This, this last one. And uh, summer of 22. All right. Because I, I know this will be out there. Mm, so it's like a Beach Boys song. Go ahead. Yes. Yeah. And a lot of people were asking me how many houses I did. And then all of a sudden, I kind of realized here I was involved in something so deep and I had not, I wasn't doing, I wasn't carrying my part. Right. I didn't, I didn't have experience in that. And then that weighed on me, that weighed on me because what kind of credibility do I have Mm. if I don't, don't understand or don't have the experience in the process? Well, I, I, I mean, I will say that the, what you, even before this, what you brought to the table was strong and did have its a powerful place in what we do in investing. So I don't want you to feel like you had no credibility, but I do, I do get what you're saying. Right. Yeah. So I ended up becoming friends with somebody at IC and uh, other than me, other than you. Yeah. You were so busy. I don't, I think we maybe spoke once or twice for a couple minutes. I know there's no fidelity. Uh, Um, It was JR. uh, Justin Rogers. Justin Rogers. Right. And, um, it, it it started. I didn't know who he was. I I didn't, and that that's odd because I should have known who he was. And uh, as funny as this sounds, I got him and introduced him to the Mai Tai drink. The old Mai Tai drink. Mai Tai drink. Several Mai Tais later. Now that that's a, a health food a breakfast drink, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. That we enjoyed at nighttime that's on the beach. Right. Yeah. Some people drink it at nighttime while walking on the yeah. sand. Yeah, yeah, which. Which that led to the biggest judgment I feel I've ever received in my life from James Garland. Well, let's the hear next that. morning. Let's hear that. <laughs> James, hold up. This is James <laughs> who is going to throw a drinking judgment on somebody. Is that what I'm understanding? He did. He did. Because the next morning, Justin and I went to the bar and got a uh, Bloody Mary. Well, yes. that's what you do. You get a Bloody that's Mary exactly in the morning. Right. And I bring it back into the conference and I sit down and I'm drinking it. James looks at me. I said, did you want one? I was going to go back down to the basement and go get him one. And he's like, at 10 o'clock in the morning? And I just shut up and I just took my straw and mixed up my drinks some more and <laughs> took a drink and just paid attention. And to this day, I don't feel I've ever been more judged in my life. Well, I mean, I get it because James James has he has some standards and he would never start before 1115 Probably not. <laughs> All right, back to Jr. So we we just kind of hit off a of friendship, and and just and we both have a very odd sense of humor, and it just we just became friends. Unique, unique. Yes, unique. we became friends, and then he had some parts of the business that he just doesn't like. Right, and those it's, are parts that frankly don't bother me. Yeah, and the part he likes, I don't. Uh huh. Right? right. So we just talked and we kept talking and we kept joking. And then we said, what if? And then our talks, our jokes, our what ifs actually produced. Okay. Into let's give it a try. All right. And so I came to help him do acquisition. Okay. And we did our first 30 days was October. Okay. It was our first 30 days. October. We did 50 something leads. Okay. And we put, seven, I would say, fifty-five leads. We put about seven under contract. Seven contracts. And you know, we booted a couple. You booted a couple. Booted a couple. Wound up with five. Uh, yes. 
Um, and you know, something I, I learned and I, I go into this now or later, but to bring James back up again is the power of negotiation when it comes to the, uh, home inspection report. Mm. That's probably the second most powerful tool we have. Okay. No, I agree. I agree. You know, people think that inspection is an expense. Oh man, they're so, they're so expensive. Like if they're in a big city, they can be $350, $400. An inspection is not an expense. It is an investment. Mm-hmm. When you invest into an inspection, you're going to find that your return on that, because it takes you back into renegotiation, is so much more than you could ever imagine. Then you could just like have that conversation because you've got actual proof in your hand. Well, three things are going to happen. Right. Oh, hold up. Write this down, folks. Anytime you got three things, you got to write it down. Go ahead. <laughs> One. Yeah. You're going to realize you got a good deal going on. Good deal. Right. Yeah. Confirmation on a good deal. Number two, you just realize that there's more problems than what the seller knew about. Right. So now you have a, you have a very powerful tool to go back and negotiate. So more problems is a tool. And then three. It was a very cheap insurance policy to get you out of a problem. Yeah. It was a cheap insurance project, a cheap insurance policy policy to get you out of a problem. Yes. And or it is um, a great renegotiation tool to get you into deeper equity. Well, that's number two, right? right. Number one, it shows you either got a good deal. Number two, it's a tool that shows you that you can go back in and renegotiate because mm-hmm. there's problems that they didn't realize mm-hmm. that were discovered. And, and, and I like to say, I, I've yet to see a home inspection report, either through this business or my own home buying experiences, that doesn't find a problem. Mm-hmm. It's going to find a problem. I mean, when you're paying somebody three, four, five hundred dollars to go find a problem, if they come back with no problems, they can do their job. Because mm-hmm. even on a brand new build, you're going to have problems. Right. right. So, but you, you go in and then, the the saving you the cheap insurance policy and we experienced that in court on indiana that home inspection report was pretty bad and we were we were at the brink of like title was open i mean we were moving forward and that came back and there were some discrepancies and so we sent a uh foundation company out there and there was conflicting between the two so we went back out there and jr brought his contractor from here and paid him to go up to court on Indiana. And we looked at it. And then we were able to tell that a tree root literally pushed one whole side of the house in and just messed up the whole entire house on its foundation mm. to where it was a complete knockdown. There was no saving this house. Mm. If we had not had done that home inspection report, it would have been a problem. Mm. By the way, we did renegotiate the price on that house off of the initial report. And then when we went out there, just to go put our eyes on because we had uh-huh. conflicting statements. That's when we realized this was a no deal for us. So that's powerful. That is powerful. And I'm looking at your numbers right quick. So 55 leads, mm-hmm. seven contracts. So I know you wound up bumping two. Yes. But on the front end, before you wound up bumping two, it took you eight leads to get each contract. Yeah. Yep. That's actually, that's actually, that's correct because Justin and I just talked about that this morning. Okay. And of, of those seven contracts, 
even if you only average $60,000 profit in each one, which mm-hmm. I know that fella, and I doubt very seriously, <laughs> he only averaged $60,000 profit in each one. But even if you only average $60,000 profit in each one, that's saying that of those deals, half of them are mediocre deals and half of them are normal deals. We're not even talking about 100000 and up deals. We're just talking about the difference between mediocre and normal. You still would have made that month a four hundred twenty grand in equity. You have captured four hundred twenty grand. Now I know that since he called two, since he called two, he felt real good about his five. We very conservative on how we approach things. I'm aware. And we have right now, as of this morning, we have ten on our books, but not in October. No. Yeah, I'm just doing yeah. about October. Okay. Yes. So some of those, I'm going to be surprised if all of them go. Now, it's not that they're not deals. And and there are people in this group that would, would do those deals all day long. But they're not deals that are going to fit our model, what we're yeah. doing. Right. right. But they'll be perfect deals for a lot of other people. Mm-hmm. And, um, and when you say that, because we're we're going to be live here, does that mean you're going to, you're going to somehow pitch those out on the table? Funny you should say that. You should auction them all. Yeah, so we, we actually have talked about that uh-huh. to the group, mm-hmm. right? Because we both have taken so much from the group that we want to be able to put it back into oh, the group. Nice. So we, we I don't think we've talked with Brad about it yet, but we definitely say, so hey, hey, Brad, here you go. We definitely have had discussions and proposed it to a couple people just to get some feedback mm-hmm. on potentially offering those okay. one way or another to some Okay, okay. I mean, that's a good deal. When you capture equity in seven deals and then you decide hey five of these are these five of these stand out two of these right now we don't have to have that's correct because these five are so good and you you capture between four and five hundred thousand in equity and now you're at ten that you feel real good about nine nine we have ten that we have one of them i'm getting ready to go do a field pump today i think on so you've got nine you feel real good about from o- october 1st mm-hmm so six weeks. That's correct. Nine in six weeks. It's so predictable that I can tell typically within the first three to four minutes if I'm going to have an yeah. agreement signed or not. Now, I'm not going to ask you questions about your ad spend, okay? Because that's mm-hmm. private between you guys. But obviously, y'all are spending some money on ads. 50, 55 leads. Uh, mm-hmm. In the month of October, yes, it's a good return. the The month that Brad spent because he's already been public about this. So the month September of this year, uh, about six six eight weeks ago, when he spent he, he put fifteen under contract that month, did not wind up taking all fifteen, but they were all deals that could have been done. Mm-hmm. Be- people would have done them. So fifteen deals. Um, it took fourteen leads to get fifteen deals. So you got about 210 leads for the month. Said no to 195 of them. You know, sometimes that gets somebody that's just starting. It gets them really down because they feel like all they're getting are, they call them crap leads, you know, yeah. or bad leads. But, you know, James and Kevin went through 195 calls of coming to the conclusion that this won't work, this won't work to get to those 15. Yes. To get to those 15. Now, Brad's been public and said he spent... A little over $30,000 in leads that month. We're nowhere near that. Yeah. We spent a little over $30,000 in ad spend. Someone yesterday had me on the phone and a, and a guy's talking to me about getting into the program and I think he'll do great. He goes, 30000 
And and then he goes, wow, man, I got scared fast, didn't I? It's, it's, it's all relative. It is relative. I mean, he captured, in those 15 leads, he captured a little under $1.2 million in equity. Mm-hmm. So so would you trade $30,000 for one point two? So if we went to lunch today and I said, I tell you what, you bring me a check for thirty grand and I'll give you one for one point two million. Would you make the change? I wouldn't even, I wouldn't, I couldn't write fast enough. I know it. I know yeah. it. I know it. But when you're looking at it from the front end and it's not happening yet, it feels like a massive, massive. Well, anyway, so let's go back to what you're doing with JR and you guys are working together on this thing and you're handling the call. What are you, tell me what you're finding out about the script. Is it hard? Is it difficult? No, no, no. I was trying to think of one word to, to summarize it. Um, necessary. I think is is a necessary. word. I, I know that when you start to read this script, my first my first thought was this is gonna sound like I'm a robot. I'm reading off of this. So I locked myself in my office by myself, made sure no one could hear me, and I read it out loud. Because mm-hmm. if you know my family, if they heard me reading the script out loud to myself, they're gonna take me to task. Right. Yes. So um I I read it till I could get to a point where I could make it sound like it wasn't so robot. Okay. And then I intentionally messed it up when I was talking to people. I talked lower. I talked softer. I intentionally messed it up. So that was my overcompensation to make it sound like I wasn't reading a script. And it started working. Okay. And then I thought about it. I said, when we talk, how often do we just talk on a straight? We stumble our words. We mess up our words. We bounce right back to a thought. We overtalk our own self, right? So why wouldn't I do that when I'm using the script? Okay. And what that what that's done is that allows the conversation to grow naturally. And when it grows naturally, then it's going to naturally start branching off into its own. And then we come with the issue of how do we get back to the script? And this is what I love about the script. It's broken down where I can take the conversation where we left off, whatever little sidebar conversation we had, mm-hmm. I can redirect it right back to mm-hmm. where it is. Mm-hmm. I like it. Right. So, so, so James, why don't you tell me a little about what you got going on with the house, you know, any issues with it, any repairs, fun stuff that you've done with it. Right. Mm-hmm. And then it goes in from there. So what I did is, you know, when you go to like a hotel lobby or a restaurant and they'll have those resin holders with, they'll have a menu or, Here's the Wi-Fi password. So I got two of those and I put them on my desk because the script is two pages, Mm -hmm. right? So it's on my desk and it sits right under my computer monitors. Yeah. So So you've got the script right in front of you. I absolutely do. The whole time. And if I'm in my car, Mm -hmm. I have an iPad holder and then I have have an app, a script app or a notability or something, one of those. And I have it saved. So all I do is I open my iPad. Boom, there it is. I can be on my my Bluetooth reading the script while I'm in my car. I can't, you know, it's been it's been extremely hard for me to get folks to just like if you walk into Kevin's office right now on his little on his little holder, it looks like a choir uh, where you put your <laughs> yeah. where you put your music, you know. And he he has this piece of paper that is torn and wrinkled around the corners and the edges. It was actually the first script that Brad ever handed me. Mm. And it's got all my original little notes on it and whatever. Kevin uses that one now. I keep one with me 
So when I, because, you know, I don't do PPC because I don't have time for it. Right. Um, so, but I always have my script with me just in case. And I, I try to tell people in the beginning, you're on the phone. No one knows you're reading a script. Mm-mm. If you have to just read it word for word for the next 10 years and you bought the, you bought the stew out of equity, what does it matter? Well, so let me, I want to point this out because here's one of the dangerous traps. Think of the game telephone. Remember in school when the teachers, they start teaching you about the, the, the dangers of gossip and you yes. play the telephone oh, yeah. game, right? <laughs> Yet one person, the teacher would plant it in this kid's ear and then they just keep going all the way around until it got to the last kid. He'd say it out loud and everybody could hear just how off it was from the original. That's, that's one of the pitfalls of getting off the script or getting comfortable with the script. And so I want to say, don't get comfortable with the script. That's right. I've caught myself in the past month and a half getting comfortable with the script and having to stop and run back in my office, sit back down in my chair and go right back to the script where I got to be to bring it on. Because what's going to happen is we come so comfortable with that script that we start doing our own version of telephone game because we leave something out. And that one thing we left out, everything in that script prompts the next thing in that script, mm-hmm. which ultimately gets you to the to the agreement signed, right? Mm-hmm. So when we cut something out or we alter it, it changes the path. Like I can't, I can't build three of my walls at 15 feet and then build the fourth wall at 12 feet and figure out why my house isn't right. Or even 15-1. Exactly. Exactly. Something like that, right? Back to that old... So most people don't know I have an aviation background. Mm-hmm. Love planes, love to fly. I got a, a hundred hours post solo, right? So it, there's that old thing. If I'm going to start off in Los Angeles, I'm going to go to New York City. If I'm off by one degree, mm-hmm. I'm in South Carolina. And yeah. I just didn't arrive where I was getting at all. Because the further you get from your your starting point, the further off you're going to be. And it's the oh, script so is the same way. That is so right. Good. So I don't care. I, I guarantee if Brad was going to go sit down and do PPC calls, Brad's going to have that script in front mm. of him because there's a lot of power in that script. And yeah. if I didn't have that script, I wouldn't have gotten to do as many agreements that we've done in 45 days. It's because of that script. And Justin will go back and listen to him. Right. Oh, and, yeah. and I want that criticism. Uh-huh. And I've even sent some to Brad to get taken over the hot coals. And uh-huh. He didn't do it. Right. He will, though. Yeah, yeah, probably you now. will, <laughs> trust me. <laughs> it was like one of my first few, one of my first probably three or four that I did. Uh-huh. But that the power in that script, I, I, I'll sing that like it's the gospel. What he used to do to me when we were, when I was doing his, his buying, taking his lead calls for him, this was way back eight, nine years ago. If he knew I was getting off script, he'd just say, hey, I'm taking all the leads for next week. And then I would sit there every day knowing that somebody that he's doing that script work and he's doing it right. And the, and the, the, like at first, the first couple of days, I'm like pissed about it, you know, <laughs> then that third day I'm like, well, you know, I mean, maybe it's cause it, he's already gotten two under contract. You know, <laughs> by that fourth day, I'm like, dang, I am not sticking to the script. Well, just as, as humans were lazy. Yeah. It's an nature, right? It's not, yeah. we want to find, we're like, we're like water looking for the crack in the dam. Mm-hmm. So that script, I will say, I will, I will preach the gospel and then I'll preach that script. Mm. (laughs) All right. Well, anything else that you can think of right now that's being helpful about 
your script time, what you and Jr. are doing, and, and as it relates to you being on taking those leads? Just having the resources that we can go into. If I get stuck with something, to being able to go on the Facebook page and type in whatever problem I'm having or a keyword and being yeah. able to find other advice that's on that Facebook page, mm-hmm. being able to call other people yeah. and talk to them. Right. You know, it's like having a team right? without having that team. Uh-huh. So because like, for instance, because James does this a lot, you have the ability to go through that Facebook group, make contact with James and say, hey, I'm getting hung up on this right here. Oh, I, I'll call James. I've called James. Right. I've had some. But most of our folks don't have, don't have that ability. Right. So yeah. is, that, is that how they could touch base with James? Then? They could get oh, yeah. Facebook group. Absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. He's a wealth of information. Mm-hmm. He, he really is. Kevin as well. Yes. Kevin does those triage calls, man. And it's Kevin's got this soft voice. And, you know, a lot of people would think, well, he doesn't carry a big presence. But the power is not in volume of how, how you speak or or you know, whether you're going to be pushy or not on the call, the power is in that script. It is laid out with mm-hmm. a purpose. No, you, you, these are people who have a problem. They're calling you to help them with their problem. Right. You should be mindful of that mm-hmm. and not be loud. I'm loud. You know that I walk in this building. I'm loud. People know me. Right. So I, I have to bring that down like a lot uh-huh. when I talk to uh-huh. somebody. Mm-hmm. And, and because I don't I think the last thing we want to do is bring the chipper happiness right. into a bummer situation. Right. And and know your audience. No. Yes. I had a lady yesterday and I'm not kidding. This lady offended me. And and that, that's not necessarily an easy thing to do. She was so fed up with her own kids mm-hmm. and their drug problems mm-hmm. and then pawning their kids off onto her that she wants to sell her house just to get away from all of them. And some of the things she said, I'm not going to repeat because it just blew my mind. Mm. But then we have another another lady and her husband, her husband in Florida. He was involved in a motorcycle accident. Yeah. He's, he's having to travel two hours one way. And we wanted to help him, but there was really nothing we could do. The equity wasn't there. Mm-hmm. But you know what was there? The cash flow on a sub two. Mm. And it's good. Mm. And so... We talked to her about that and, and Justin went back and listened to it. So I said, you gotta go listen to this call. And he did. He wanted to post it and I'm not going to post it because I, to me, I just feel like I'm being boastful or whatever. And I don't want to be that way. He's like, no, this really needs to get posted. So people could see, well, I put a thing on my Facebook page. I think I even put it on the group page. It's like being able to hear somebody break down in tears mm-hmm. because you were able to bring them mm-hmm. a solution to their problem. And yeah. this lady, we literally were making it so that her, her two-year-old daughter and her husband who's severely injured in rehabbing could move somewhere else mm-hmm. and get the medical treatment that he needs in PBC, but they couldn't sell their house because they were upside down. They would have to come out like 17000 out of pocket. Mm-hmm. They couldn't do it. So what were they faced with? Walking away from their home and getting sued mm-hmm. or the solution we brought, the solution we brought brought this lady and her husband to tears mm. and now she calls me multiple times a day to make sure it's real well it's exciting i'm glad you're doing it i'm glad i wish i would have jumped on the boat so long ago that's all right that's all right look it, it it is what it is and you're there now so some other exciting news is is that um you're starting a weekly wednesdays at 10 a.m if i understand right a group zoom call that's correct yes all right and that starts tomorrow 
Tomorrow morning at 10 a.m. Tomorrow morning, 10 a.m. Central Time. It's for Investor Creator uh, Apprentices Only. And uh, you go, well, that's not fair. Well, I understand that. We'd like for the whole world to hear him. And all the rest of the world has to do is get involved in Investor Creator. And you can all hear Big Polly every Wednesday at 10 a.m. Central Time. So tell me what that's going to be about. So the goal with this is really to educate the group. The, the members of IC, teaching them how to address certain issues, how to deal with certain things, how to, the tricks that I use when somebody calls says, hey, I got a, I got a seller's ghosted me. I'm going to teach those tricks on oh. what I do so that, that it's kind of like teach a man to fish or give him a fish, right? It, it, just, it just brings more value to teach people how to fish. And we'll always be there to help give mm-hmm. them a fish when right. they need it. That's still, they're going to be there, but we're going to teach you how to approach leans. We're going to teach you how to approach conflicts. We're going to teach you how to approach ghosted sellers or sellers who all of a sudden want to become a problem or dealing with heirs, right? But it's not like we're not going to sit there and just do it as a teaching class. We're going to bring in your problem. Yeah. Let's talk about it, right? Okay. Just like Brad does, hey, bring your leads in. Yep. Okay, bring your problems in. Let's walk through it so the next time you'll know how to do it yourself. That way everybody gets to learn from everybody's that's right. stuff that's in a real-life situation. Ah, yep, that's going to be great. I'm that's looking forward to it. Thank you for being here this morning. Thank you for having me. It's getting cold outside, isn't it? Yeah, it's very cold. Is that a flannel? It is. I like it. It's strong. I saw you clean your glasses on it a little bit earlier. It's got that neat little thing. It's, it's got that microfiber thing on the inside. Elizabeth, thank you for hanging out with us this morning. All right, then. Guys, we'll see you next week. Brad will be back with us. And um, have a great week.